Hello and welcome to a God Shift Podcast. I am your host, Shana Rattler. I am a minister, author, and sought-after speaker. In these episodes, you will learn how to grow your faith, overcome adversity, and move into a greater destiny. Individuals, organizational leaders, and ministry leaders share their story of when their life collided with God's purpose and put them on the path that was designed for them. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a God Shift podcast. I am your host, Shana Rattler. I am so glad you are here. I know in advance before we even get started that this is going to be another fabulous episode that is going to bless your life. So if you would, I would love if you would do me a favor. So while you're watching this podcast, I would love for you to take a screenshot whether it's of your phone, your tablet, your computer, wherever it is that you are consuming this podcast, I want you to take a screenshot of it. After you screenshot it, I want you to post it to your social media. When you post it to your social media, I would love for you to do two things. Number one, tag us here at A God Shift. And number two, tell us your biggest takeaway or your biggest aha moment. Why? It's not about the metrics or me. It's not about the number of downloads, but it is about us getting this information into as many hands as possible so that people recognize that there's hope on the other side of whatever it is that they're going through. And so that people recognize that they have the authority to make things happen in their lives. And so the more people that share this information, the more people can be enriched by the word and the more people that can be brought into the kingdom. So thank you in advance Um, for doing that. I'm going to read my guest's bio and we're going to get right to it. So my guest today is a pastor located near Jacksonville, Florida. He is dedicated to encouraging others with the good news of Jesus. He has authored three books, Past to Purpose, Purpose on the Path, and his most recent, Hidden Fruit. He has over 10 years of experience as a personal training business owner and Mercedes-Benz employee. He enjoys spending quality time with his wife, Carmen, and his son, Daniel. He recharges through sports and loves to play competitive tennis. Welcome to the show, Pastor Robert Bass. Thank you. Glad to be here. How are you today? I'm glad to have you. Great. It's an exciting morning already. Good. So I read your bio. I've told everybody the technical, tactical things about you, but I would just love to hear in your own words, the 10 or 15 second version of who is Robert Bass? Yes. Well, kind of like what you mentioned, you know, I'm a former tennis player. Uh, I used to be a Mercedes Benz technician. So I know a little bit about cars. I get popular when someone needs help. And, uh, you know, I used to be a previous business owner, uh, owned a personal training company, And, you know, God really began to shift my life and I surrendered to him and God transformed my life into being a a pastor and now even an author. And so it's absolutely amazing uh, what happens when you surrender and and shift to God's will for your life. So as I was reading your bio in preparation, last night in preparation for this morning, I want to show you all the parallels between your life and my life. So you're a pastor located near Jacksonville, Florida. I was born in Jacksonville, Illinois. Um, I've authored books as well. Um, I'm a Mercedes-Benz girl, love it. 
my brother was undefeated in tennis in singles and doubles his entire high school career. He was really upset with me that I didn't want to play tennis. The only thing is, is I don't care a thing about working out. <laughs> I want the results, but I don't like the process. I've got a gym membership. Um, usually don't use it. I'm grateful that it's only like $10 a month. So there's a lot of parallels between our lives, Pastor Bass, and I'm excited to get into this conversation. So to lay a little bit of a context for the conversation that we're going to have, I want to start by defining a couple of things. So this is called a God shift podcast. So I want to start with what is my definition of a podcast of a podcast? No, what is my definition of a God shift? It's early y'all. So my definition of a God shift is the moment you unlock your kingdom authority, collide with God's purpose and move into a greater destiny. So how would you personally define kingdom authority? That's so good. You know, uh, to, to understand kingdom, we have to understand a kingdom needs a king, right? And so God is our king. It's so amazing. And so uh, a king, in order for a king to, a king needs a rule, a place to rule. And, and so God's kingdom is where God is ruling. And, and this has been so important for my life to understand, you know, uh, scripture talks about in Matthew 6, uh, you know, you, for God's kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. God actually desires for us, for his kingdom to, to be on earth. And so this has been so important for me to understand that I actually play a part in bringing God's kingdom to this earth. And that gives me so much purpose for my life, knowing that God desires for me to be a part of his ruling on earth, just as it is in heaven. That's so good. What was that scripture again? Matthew 6, uh, verse 10. Matthew 6 and 10. Perfect. I'm taking notes if you wonder why I'm looking down. That's so good. Um, you know, one of the things that I have recognized over the years is that one of the primary reasons why people are not growing in their faith, why they're not overcoming adversity, why they're not accessing the destiny that they are praying for, they know they desire and deserve is because they don't either realize that they have a kingdom authority or if they do, they don't necessarily know how to unlock it. So can you think of a time in your life that you've actually had to use your kingdom authority in order to get where you are today? Yes, absolutely. And I'm going to share a story about, um, you know, me as, as a pastor, I've been through a lot, you know, before God called me, uh, in, into ministry and using the spiritual gift of pastoring. But this was a few years ago. I woke up one night in the middle of the night with pain, really bad pain. Uh, my wife is a nurse. And so she's like, you need to go to the hospital. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. Uh, but I just, I know, I know I tried to make it, (laughs) couldn't do it. But uh, I eventually, you know, had to go, went to the ER and found that uh, my appendix had ruptured and fluid was around my appendix. And so I was in, I was in really danger for my life and uh, they rushed me in and um, the nurse was sitting there. They're actually getting me ready for, for surgery right away. And I was just laying there um, and I actually drove myself to the, to the hospital that morning. Uh, my wife was super mad at me. And, um, so I'm sitting there, my wife's driving on the way to the hospital and I'm laying there and the nurse just looks at me and she's like, you have so much peace. 
She's like, Europe, your actual life is in danger. Do you understand this? You know, she's trying to like talk fear into me. And she's like, you know, we're about to rush you into surgery. They're making me sign like wills <laughs> and all this paperwork, like right before I go in. And she's, and she just looks at me and she's like, you have so much peace. And I just looked at her and I said, you know, no matter the outcome, I know that God's going to heal me uh, yeah. of this. Um, and, and so she just stared at me, you know, like I was weird. And I ended up going into surgery and they couldn't remove it because of how much fluid was around my appendix. They had to insert a tube and I actually lived in the hospital for seven days on a forced fast. (laughs) I didn't get to eat or drink anything for seven days. Uh, It was a really tough experience. And so I get out of the hospital and they're ready to remove my appendix. I go in. And the doctor's like, we can't remove your appendix because the tube we put in is attached to your appendix now. What what was first meant for good is now is a problem. And the doctor's like, we're going to have to do this massive surgery. It's going to be this big deal. And I just went home so defeated. Yeah. And and I knelt down in prayer, you know, and I'm like, all right, God, I need you. Like, I need your help. You know, I'm starting to get fearful from this. And, And God just told me and he's like, no, you speak what you want. Yes. You speak what you want to see. Don't don't speak what the doctor's saying. You speak what you desire to see. And so I was like, well, the doctor's telling me this tube is a problem. So God, I pray that this tube would be healed and, and they would be able to remove this appendix without any problem. So I go to the doctor the next day. The next day, they do a scan to see how bad it is and all the surgery that they're going to have to do. They do the scan and all of a sudden the doctor invites another doctor in. And then he gets somebody else in. They start making phone calls. And, and they're like, somehow, come on, somehow this tube has removed itself from your appendix and is now completely free. And we can do this surgery without any problem. They actually took out the tube right there. As we were talking, it just came right out and, and they were able to do the surgery. And it was such a testimony for me personally, reminding me that God has so much for us, we actually need to have the faith to speak these things out and to believe that God desires healing and wholeness on earth, just as it is in heaven. That is so good. I want to unpack three things that I just heard you say. Holy Spirit, help me remember what those three things are because I didn't write them down. Number one is you said that the nurses were trying to project fear onto you despite the fact that you were at a point of peace. And I think that that's something that is is definitely worth unpacking. So at the time of this recording, I buried my father two months ago and I buried my grandmother on Friday. And my grandmother, it was expected. My, My father, it was completely out of nowhere. Not sick, didn't really take any medicine to speak of, literally out of nowhere. And when I tell you, the amount of peace that I had and continue to have at times it's, it's been almost scary. And I've questioned like, is there something wrong with me? But the point that I want to make is, is that I was very careful not to allow others to project onto me 
what this journey and experience is going to be like, because people were like, oh, right now you're just in shock. It hasn't had the time to settle in. It, you know, it, this, this, it's going to be a roller coaster of emotions. This is going to be hard as hell. Like these are all of the things that people were trying to tell me. And one of the things that I have recognized early on in life, I adopted this mindset in business is that something, and, and I want you guys to write this down just because something is possible doesn't mean it has to be my portion, right? And so, yes, it's possible that it could take 18 months for a new business to get off the ground, but I don't have to accept that as my portion. Yes, it's possible that when you leave, that when you lose a loved one, that your whole life is going to feel like it's falling apart in those days that you can't get out of the bed and can't catch your breath. But I didn't have to accept that that was that 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 was going to be my portion. And the same thing with you. God was already with you and was already giving you a peace. And you already had a peace inside of yourself to recognize that I know that this is going to be okay, but others, because of their experience, because of their lack of faith, because of their lack of relationship, were trying to plant something in you that you already did not give room for. That's number two. Number three is I love that you, you recognize that although God is God all by himself and he doesn't need our help, but he wants it, Right. He wants us to co-create with him. He wants us not to just sit back like he's some genie in a bottle that's just waiting to wave his magic wand and sprinkle his fairy dust on us and just make everything well. He wants us to recognize that we have a role to play because like it says, if it's bound in heaven, it's going to be bound on earth. If it's loosed in heaven, it's going to be loosed on earth, but it's on us to bring it down. He's done all he's going to do. It's on us to bring it down. So thank you so much for sharing that like how you were able to exercise your own kingdom authority and make a bad health situation a much better situation. So what would you say, Pastor Bass, that you learned during that process? Yeah, I think what gave me so much peace was um, I, I spent time with God and I heard his voice. I heard the affirmation of a father. And so I heard, you know, when I was praying uh, bef- before all this um, was Isaiah 4110. And God says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Like for me, I held on to that scripture. So even in the hospital, sitting in that bed, when the nurse asked me, why do you have so much peace? Is because my father told me not to fear. Yes. And, and so I'm going to listen to him before I'm going to listen to someone else. And so Hearing God's voice and hearing him speak to me is really what gave me so much peace, knowing that I'm going to be okay. I love that. I love that. One of the other things that I love, you're just my brother from another mother. I tell you, Um, I, I say all the time, like everything doesn't have to be super spiritual, but if you're going to say affirmations, the best affirmations to say are the word of God. And so If you have little sticky notes all over your house, like I do, if you have affirmations that you say to yourself, not saying that every affirmation has to has to be scripture, but it's a wonderful affirmation to say when you speak God's word over your life. I was taught um, a few years back by a church member how much her prayer life changed or the effectiveness rather of her prayer life changed when she began to pray the word of God, not just these beggar prayers, not just these 
Oh, God, help me. Oh, God, thank you. And those things are fine and well. But she said her prayer life became more effective when she began to pray God's word. So I love the fact that you're like, I'd already been saying these affirmations. I already knew how to rest on the promises of the Lord. And all I had to do was just sit back and wait for them you know, to, to manifest in my life. That's so good. Did you, um, how did you come, come to that, that realization or revel, revel, revelation, or was it just kind of part of you? You know, I've always been amazed at the life of Moses when God promises them the promised land and says, I'll go before you. I'll, I'll provide everything that you need. And then Moses says, no, if your presence isn't going with us, we don't desire to go. Oh, that's good. And that's just a scripture that's always just been a guiding life in my life is, okay, well, God, I desire your presence. And I actually desire your presence even more than this healing, because I know in your presence is the fullness of joy. In your presence is everything that I need. Uh, So ultimately desiring his presence and not falling trapped to wanting his promises or his goodness more than his presence. We should believe for those things. We should speak those out. We should believe them in faith because that, that is what he's asked us to do. And being in his presence is so mm-hmm. important. I talk about this in my book that, you know, if you're going to get where God needs you next, if you're going to get into your promised land, I believe that that's part of the title that this uh, of the chapter that this this part is in. It talks about the power and the importance of being in his presence. And, you know, I thought I was doing a really great, great job of being in his presence until I was ordained in October. And I heard him tell me so clearly, my, your promises are in my presence. And so everything that we need, his, pre- his presence goes before the, before the provision, I guess, is a way for, for me to say that. So we're going to pause for a quick break. But when we come back, you and I are going to share some tips of how people can put this together in their own life. This episode is brought to you by the free guide, When God Says Shift. Inside, you'll discover the four shifts required to follow God's plan to move you into a greater destiny, expectancy, and possibility. Head to GodSaysShift.com. That's GodSaysShift.com to access it now. So I I love theory and I love stories, but I love practical application even more because I believe that knowledge is not power, even though that's one of the famous sayings that knowledge is power. I think that knowledge with application is power because I had a coach one time that said, if you know it and you're not doing it, it's the same as not knowing it, right? So I want you and I to kind of discuss some ways that people can put this together because there might be somebody listening to saying, oh, great. Um, She's got it figured out and she knows how to unlock kingdom authority. Oh, great. He's a pastor and he's gotten it figured out and he knew how to make those things happen in his life. But I want to make sure that I know what to do in order to do the same thing. So if you were talking to somebody, Pastor Bass, and they were actually struggling to recognize that they have authority to make things shift in their life. What advice would you give them or what is a tip that you could give them to help them unlock this kingdom authority that they have a birthright to? That's such a good question. I had some youth students just the other day ask me, what's the difference between our gifts and talents and our anointing? And I talked about, uh, you know, they were afraid to go up and ask uh, and pray over people. 
to pray and believe for healing, to believe for these things. They're like, I don't want to do something that God's not asked me to do. And, and, and again, there's that fear that begins to come in uh, into our life. And so I shared with them, I said, it's so important for me to stay hearing God's voice because if he tells me to do something, I'm not acting out of my own authority. I actually don't have to worry about speaking something out when I've spent time in God's presence. It's in scripture. It's in the word of God where he's telling me to do these things. I can have confidence. I can have boldness knowing that I'm speaking his words. I'm not even speaking my words. I remember a time when I was a little kid and my mom told me, go tell your brother and sister to go do this. And I ran into the room like the parent, bossing them around, telling them, mom said to go do this. And I, you feel that authority. You know when you're acting from someone else's authority and not your own. And so for me, it's so important for me to spend my time with God. Uh, I've recently, when I eat, I've started to pause. And as I'm eating, I don't do any other work. I don't do anything else. I just have my Bible in front of me or I pray or I listen to a podcast like this and and I renew my mind. I say, okay, while I eat, every time I eat, I'm going to renew my mind and say, okay, God, I give you this opportunity to speak into my life. And so finding practical moments during your day to to hear God's voice is going to be so, so important in walking in that. I think that's great because I believe that we have to be, you know, like I said, it's important to be in his presence, but we have to be intentional about finding those pockets of time to be in his presence. So I love that, you know, in therapy, I would tell my, um, I would tell my patients, you know, when they were trying, I was like, I know you're probably not going to think to do your exercises on your own when I'm not here. Um, So do one, do a set of exercises before every meal. I know you're going to eat at least two or three times a day. And so anything that you can do around mealtime is a great, it's a great internal alarm clock to remind you to do the things that are important to you. So I, I love that practical tip. Every time you eat, either listen to a podcast, read the word, or just spend time being still because we can't follow instructions that we can't first hear. So I I love that. Before we begin to wrap up, is there any final um, words or anything that you would like to share with the listeners? Yeah, I've been so encouraged uh, by God's presence. And, you know, Galatians 5.22 talks about the fruit of the spirit, the fruit of God's presence. And to know that in God's presence is love, is joy, is peace, is patience. It's all the fruit. And so in my life, when, when I know that I don't see those things, when I'm angry, when I don't have peace, it's actually a moment for me to slow down and say, okay, God, where are you? Where are you in this moment? Let me slow down and acknowledge, God, that you need to be in this moment. So if there's a lack of peace in our life, um, it's just a moment to say, okay, God, I pause and to say, where are you? Because in your presence is peace. Yes. And so I just wanted to encourage everybody with that is, is the fruit of the spirit is really a guide for us to know where our life is coming from, where the resources and the depth is coming from. Perfect. I love it. So how can our listeners find you and follow you? Great. Yes. So I'm on uh, all the social media, just like everyone, Facebook, Instagram, recently got on Twitter. Uh, and so uh, you can find me at Robert A. Bass. Uh, Robert A. Bass is uh, my name for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the other social medias, YouTube. That's the easiest way uh, to find me. 
Okay, perfect. And is there anything that you would like to offer if there's somebody who's like, oh, I'm kind of digging this dude. Is there anything you would like to offer if they want to take things further with you? Well, praise the Lord. If, if they're enjoying what I'm saying, uh, I hope that God is speaking to each and every person. And so, yeah, I recently wrote a new book uh, called Hidden that. Fruit. Yes. Hidden Fruit. So um, it's it's on the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I've just seen so many people not have joy in their life. As a Christian and a Christ follower, I just believe it's available to us because it's a fruit of God's presence. It's not a fruit of me. It's a fruit of his presence. And so I wrote a book uh, helping us learn how to live a life with all the fruit of the Holy Spirit, not just some, not just peace sometimes, but peace and joy and, and all of his fruit all the time. And so I just released it a couple of weeks ago. So it's brand new and you can find it at a hiddenfruitbook.com is the website where you could um, get it from. You can download it straight from the website and it's also available on Amazon, Google Books, Barnes and Nobles, and all the other major uh, outlets. Perfect. Well, you all, I'm going to make sure that the links to his social media, the link to the website that you can grab the book are in the show notes so that you're not having to rewind and slow down and write down. The links will be in there. So all that you have to do is click on them. Well, Pastor Bass, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for sharing the gems and the nuggets that you dropped. I know that it is going to bless someone. I know that it was definitely a lot of confirmation in my own life. So thank you so much for being here. And everyone, I thank you for listening to this episode. Again, I pray that you will share this episode. Go back and listen to some of the previous episodes and set yourself up every single Monday to listen to the next episode of A Godship Podcast. I appreciate you. I pray that your day is blessed. Everyone have a great day. Bye-bye. I want to thank you for listening to the God Shift Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. And remember to put God first and everything will fall into place.